I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, thinking about summer art, the Index Card a Day Challenge, and working in a series. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy. And this is episode 445, a summer series. So today is all about series, all about summer, potentially all about the upcoming June and July challenge for some of you. My weekly self-portrait count tells me that this was the 48th week of these in this year. This was week 48. And that means the second year of doing these is almost over. Two years of doing a weekly self-portrait, not a series I ever fully planned on. Once I started it, it seemed like a good idea. I continued it that first full year, continued with it into the second year. And now we're almost through with this year. It's almost over. Once a week is a low-key obligation, but it's an obligation nonetheless. Continuing a series like this means committing to tick off that box each week, just once. At some point in the week, I need to do this every week, once a week. In all of the hours and minutes of the week, I'm only asking myself to focus on this one time, just once. Even so, Some weeks, it's right down to the wire. Some weeks, it's the last thing I do. The 100-Day Challenge wrapped up last week, and that was an entirely different kind of series. One a day for 100 days. I worked with circles and dip pen for those three months, and I've talked about that. And while daily in a set series for that long is a challenge, it is a challenge. If you choose something that really fits or that really hooks you, or has enough flexibility built in that you just feel really comfortable within the confines that you establish, then 100 days doesn't necessarily feel all that different than 30. You might do a seven-day challenge. You might do a 14-day challenge. You might do a 30. You might do a 100. You might do something that's over a year, once a week, once a month. Or maybe you do 61, because now here we are in May. Maybe it's felt like a long year to some of you. To me, it feels really hard to believe that it's May and that it's been a year since I was trying to sort out and finish things on my 50 before 50 list last year, trying to figure out what was still doable or what replacements I could make, what I could substitute to deal with the fact that certain things weren't possible. And then We reached the day, and then it was over, and that was that. And now a whole year has passed. Just a flash. I want to snap. Just like that, a flash. Last year, about this time, I was trying to decide what to do for the Index Card a Day Challenge in June and July, and if I wanted to do it, and how I wanted to do it, because I was working in my 50 before 50 journal, an illustrated journal process that has continued to evolve and morph and is now something that I am sharing weekly with hashtag illustrate your week prompts. So that was last year pre-ICAD and now here we are again. 
So ICAD, index card a day, not once a week, not 30 days, not 100, a 61-day challenge run by Daisy Yellow, Tammy at Daisy Yellow, during June and July. And this is the 11th year of ICAD, and many of you have participated in ICAD before. Some of you have done it many, many times. Some of you may have even done it every time since its start. For some of you, you might be thinking about this year as your first year, or maybe you are hearing about it for the first time. There's a wide spectrum here in terms of people who do ICAD in general, and in terms of people who listen to this podcast and have been listening to me since 2006, or at whatever point you found this podcast in between. So there's a wide spectrum. Some of you I know are ICAD fans, have done ICAD many times. Some of you are very new to this podcast, and I know that you're thinking about index card art and maybe ICAD as a way to really jumpstart your process and your habit and this creative you, this creative life that you would like to be a part of you. ICAD does draw new people every year who either love doing art challenges and want to jump in, or who are brand new to making art a part of their daily lives and want to establish a creative routine, play, explore, experiment, and maybe rekindle a creative spark that was at some point put on hold. That happens a lot. And then finally, you're at a point where you're ready again to say, hey, I want to do this again, or I used to enjoy this. How do I get back into this? With its emphasis on simple index cards and just making something on index card every day, ICAD is a great challenge for people looking to do that, to rekindle a creative habit and routine. And there is a lot of support in the ICAD group at Facebook and at Instagram. So for anyone who hasn't heard of or hasn't done ICAD before, just a little bit of a recap. It does stand for Index Card a Day. So it's the Index Card a Day Challenge. It is a 61-day challenge in June and July. The main tenet is that you create something on index card for 61 days, and that is 4x6 or smaller, so 3x5 or 4x6. What you do on those cards is largely up to you. You can totally wing it, and you can do your own thing, or you can let the challenge prompts be your guiding premise for each day's art. Each week during June and July, Tammy posts a set of daily prompts and weekly themes. And as you make your cards each day, you will be making card number one and then card number two and so on. The numbered prompts can be used for each same numbered day. So if prompt number five is playground, then your card on day five might be related to playground. Could be anything that you want. And it also doesn't have to be at all related to playground. The weekly themes are a little bit different than the prompts. The themes are different in that they offer suggestions for focusing on a specific approach or a specific medium. The important thing to note is that all of these prompts are optional. They can be used together or they can be used separately. You might want to do prompts. You might want to do the weekly themes. You might want to do both. You might want to do some sometime and some other times. It's completely up to you. You can use them in any way that you want or you can choose to not use them at all. Some people love the challenge of creating something that uses and responds to each daily prompt. And for some people, part of the excitement is doing it the night before or really early in the day and being able to join in the community with their response to that prompt specifically. 
Some people really, 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 really like using prompts. And some people prefer to focus on the weekly themes. They have a different angle. And some people just focus on creating art on index cards and don't use any of the prompts. And that too is okay. The way this challenge works and is set up, any of these approaches is okay. And you really just have to find where you fit and what you enjoy and what makes this kind of challenge work for you. What it is that you want to create, how you want to be creative each day. If you really like the puzzle and the challenge and maybe even the frenzy of every day tackling a new concept and finding something to do for it, that's great. I tend to do my own thing, but I do look at the prompts each week and I do think about them. And in some years, I have brought the prompts into my daily art. I might select what I draw because of the prompt or with the prompt in mind, or I might work something into the background or into a t-shirt or tucked away somewhere in my card that is a nod to the prompt, even if it is a very subtle nod. I don't always, but I do sometimes. Tammy's lists of prompts are always engaging and fun to consider, even if I don't end up doing something on the prompt. So there are a wide range of approaches used at ICAD, but for a long time, I was one of the few people who was drawing each day. And then I was one of the few people who did portraits each day. And as the years have passed, there are more people who do both of these things. Every year, there are more and more kinds of approaches to ICAD and more and more people doing different kinds of work or different kinds of series. Lots of people who are drawing, lots of people who are portrait artists. Portrait drawing is really popular these days. Apps like Sketchy and the Sketchy community have really helped to grow this into something that you can really just focus on. That can be what you do. And for several years now, it is largely what I have done. Someone asked me recently, so do you think you'll ever move on from drawing the kinds of things you do right now to other things? You mean move away from portraits, I asked? Yeah, well, that's another story. But there really are a lot of people who draw portraits and who focus on portraits. And it doesn't really have to be justified. It's okay. If that's really what you enjoy, it's really okay. And it's really what I enjoy. I have posted two posts on the blog this weekend about ICAD. One contains a lot of information about how I think about ICAD. And some of this is rolled over from year to year. And information about how I've done it through the years with sample photos of cards from the years between 2013 to 2020, which is last year's series. And the other post is a thinking out loud post about what I am considering for the summer, what I am thinking about doing. You've seen me do these kinds of posts before for the 100 day challenge. And that one was super involved. I was committing to 100 days, not just 61. And I was really, really, really trying to find something that I thought would work. So you've seen me do these kinds of posts where I just throw out all the things that I am thinking about. And a lot of times in that process, I hit upon what it is that I want to do. And sometimes, or maybe often, or even maybe always, it isn't exactly what I think going into it. It isn't exactly what I think will be the answer when I start out. Usually, as I work it out that way, I kind of come to a conclusion. And you might have that same experience if you talk it out with your partner or with a friend or a buddy while you walk or over coffee. I tend to talk mine out here on the podcast 
lucky you, or on the blog. But it gives you a sense of seeing how someone thinks about it, because there are a number of things that I could do, but I'm really after the right thing for me. And looking through these things, working on these posts really did tell me that maybe I need to do a certain thing. And it isn't what I thought I was going to do. I had honed in on three ideas, really three out of the many I listed. I really thought it was one of these three. And I think now it's a little bit of one of those, but with something else mixed in. And it's a little bit of a throwback. So I think, not totally sure, I haven't actually gone and gotten the markers out of the cabinet. And really, if they are all dead or dry, that would be a no-go. So I do need to get them out. But I think I'm sort of heading in a direction I didn't expect. But that's why it's good to start thinking about it now, a few weeks before ICAD starts. I think there's real value in thinking about what you might want to do. So in that other post, the Thinking Out Loud post, I also listed 50 ideas to help you jumpstart your own thinking if you are looking for a way to connect your index card art as a series. And it doesn't really matter if you're looking to do ICAD or not. If you want to think about series and how to do a series, and maybe you just want to say, I want to do a series for the next two weeks, or I want to do a series in June, or... When it comes time for October drawing, maybe I want to do a series. So these ideas can work in lots of different ways. But because ICAD is very flexible, as long as you use an index card, you can put anything on it. It really opens you up to all kinds of different approaches to working in a series. Now, working in a series is absolutely not required. And some people like the idea of it, but just don't find that it works for them. And that is totally okay. I tend to work in a series. And I probably didn't know that all those years ago when I started the CMP. I had no experience with working in a series. When I started doing artist trading cards, I always worked in a series. I didn't do just one or two. I might do four or five or more. And they were always in a series. They were related. They were not just duplicates. They were related pieces in a series. So I've been doing series all along from that point, and it has been a natural way for me to work. And as I've continued to do different challenges through the years, I have found that series really, really are important for me. I think that partly for me, not only does it give me that set, so I really like the set. So that's the big picture that I'm going to talk about in a minute. But I think series also help eliminate not knowing what to do each day. I already know that some things will happen. I'm going to do a certain thing each day. I don't have to figure that out. Whether it is that I will draw a portrait or that I will use certain tools or that I will be building in a quote or that I need to find a portrait with sunglasses or that I will be using a certain kind of background. Knowing what my series involves helps give me sort of some parameters, reduces some of the decision-making. A series doesn't have to be super complicated, but it helps outline something that will hold the set of daily art together. When I was describing my 2020 series on those blog posts, I talked a little bit about the two threads that I had last year as part of my series, and they didn't end up really playing out throughout the whole 61 days. But 
I explained what those two things were. And if you saw my work last year, you probably noticed those things. And there are still things that I really liked and probably wish I had continued fully. I had a real clear idea of where I was headed, but somehow last year, it was just a year all of its own. And all kinds of things can happen to interrupt your series or make you change what you're doing or just make you sort of fall a little bit away from what you first planned. Knowing that I'll do my art on an index card, that's nice. That in and of itself is a series. You have a series of index cards. It's easy. I don't have to sort anything out. Just have to buy a stack of cards at the beginning and then stick with them. Knowing what my series entails helps me streamline my decision making in the same way. Just like being able to grab a black shirt from a stack of black shirts every day is really nice, really convenient. It reduces certain kinds of things you even have to think about. A series really can be very helpful. A series helps me feel that my pieces are connected and that all of them work together in some way. It helps me stay grounded. I have a long-standing policy, a personal policy of only working on things I love. And I always suggest that you work on things you love, that you work on things you enjoy. It's your creative time and your creative habit, and you should enjoy it. Don't make art because you want it to be what someone else is going to like or what someone else is doing. Make art that you like and that makes you happy. So working in a series really helps me with that. The continuity helps and the way the pieces speak to one another day to day, that really helps. As you think about ICAD, if you're thinking about doing it this year, so these are some specific tips and these are specific tips to doing index card a day challenge just based on my doing it. These are my tips. It's not my challenge but I talk about all challenges. So whatever challenge comes along, if I'm doing it, I'm going to give you some input about my experience doing it and the way that I think you could think about it. You will find lots of other suggestions and information in other places, including lots and lots of stuff on the Daisy Yellow blog. These are just my tips, my approach. One, before ICAD starts, grab a card in the size and type that you will be using and do a quick test. Do a quick test with the pens or the paints or the neo colors or the colored pencils, whatever it is that you think you might use. That way, you know going in how the card behaves. This is also a great way to make a color swatch card, a line test card, a water test card, etc. If your cards are manila in tone versus white, doing these kind of tests can be very helpful to let you know how the colors are going to look, because Manila changes things. If you plan to use multiple mediums, you may also need to see how things behave on top of one another, on the surface of the index card. Do you need to let something dry a certain amount of time? When you apply something, is something else going to run or going to stick or anything like that? This might help you determine whether you paint or ink first, for example, or whether your pen will work on top of your markers, or whether doing that will cause it to bleed, cause the color to change. There are all kinds of things that can happen. And so you want to test the things that you might use on the kinds of cards you're using. Number two, make your iCAD cover card. It's an informal thing. It's totally optional, but it's a tradition that I actually really like. Doing your first card for the set for your iCAD set for this year really helps you get ready. I consider it my announcement to myself and if I post it to the world that I'm in for 2021, that 
ICAD is starting. That here, this is it. This is going to be ICAD. Here goes June and July, my creative life, 2021. Let's do this. So your cover card kind of says all of that. My cover card often has a self-portrait. It's just become part of my tradition. I usually do it the day or two before ICAD starts. So I don't do anything in advance. I don't work in advance in terms of the actual cards for the challenge. I do them day to day. I tend to make that cover card right before it starts. Number three, plan on dating and numbering your cards. You might add that info to the front or the back of your card, but having them dated and numbered is very helpful later. When I used tabbed cards, I wrote the info on the tab. So it was typically on the front side. Now that I use regular cards, I tend to write it on the back. I also had years where I built the number into the card as part of the card, or maybe stamped it or used a stencil. You might also make great use of one of those daily dated stamps that will let you stamp your date directly onto the card. It's a very cool look. Just in and of itself, it's cool. And it makes it super easy to keep things dated. Just grab your stamp, change the date, stamp it on. But I would definitely advocate also adding the number for the day. Number four, plan a way to track your 61 days. Regardless of whether or not you do a series, you are doing a 61-day challenge. It's a perfect thing to track, and tracking can really help you stay on track. I have had years where I wrote the days and the prompts just in a composition book, and then I checked them off. I have had years where I had habit trackers in process anyway and added ICAD to that and checked it off. I had years where I drew out a table on index cards and tracked that way. I enjoy keeping notes about how a challenge like this goes. So sometimes I track what colors I use or if there was a color, what source I used for the portrait and so on. So I'm checking off these things. And then when I look at the whole, I can see how many times I did certain things or what my patterns were, what kinds of things recurred or did I do over and over within my series. This year, I will be tracking in Notion. It's a free online tool and I will be sharing a video about that. But if you're interested in seeing what this is all about, I've got several videos at YouTube about using Notion to track daily drawing. I had a specific setup for tracking my 100-day project, and I'll be showing how I use Notion to track ICAD very soon. I track my daily drawing every day anyway. I track my Illustrate Your Week project that way, and it's really nice and easy to enter the information. And at the same time, you are gathering this data over time that shows you what you're doing and how you're doing it. At the end of the 100-day project, I had all this information and I could easily pull up and see the whole 100 days. I'll be able to do the same thing at the end of ICAD. And day to day, it just gives me an easy way to check it off as well as enter what I did. So I'll be able to enter the prompts and I'll just be able to know what's what and what I've done and where I'm at and how it's going. So if you're someone that likes to track, if you like that kind of organization, you can definitely do it on paper, your composition book, your bullet journal. But I really love using Notion. I am using Notion to track all kinds of different things in my day to day, my habits, my drawing how much coffee I drink, the podcast, what I watch on TV. I'm tracking all kinds of things. Tracking the drawing is just a part of that, but it's a really good part. And 
using Notion is perfect for something like ICAD. So if you're interested, you can watch for that video, but you can go and check out the other videos I have that are related to tracking drawing already. Number five, if you are thinking about a series of any kind, even if that means a series based on a specific medium or an approach to using a medium, then give it a trial run, maybe two to three times in the weeks before ICAD. See how you feel about doing whatever it is on index card. Does it work the way you expected? Is it workable? Did you like drawing whatever it is at that size? Did you like drawing the apples? Did you like how the washi tape peeled off of your card or did it tear? Did your jelly print background work the way you expected under your doodling? Do you think you will like doing this 60 plus times in a row? I always acid test what I'm thinking about, and that's how I refer to giving it a trial run, just to see how it goes or to help me decide between options. Sometimes I'm thinking about one or two things, and if I try them both, I might have a pretty good sense of which one would be the best approach. I might even find that I'm sort of meh about one of them, or I don't really like how it goes. Several times this process has helped me refine what I was thinking about or move away entirely from an idea. The year that I did the Teddies, and that is a series that I did not continue for 61, but the year that I started out doing Teddies, I was really unsure at the beginning. I had this idea. I did a really long podcast, I remember, about this idea. And then I still wasn't sure if the idea would work. And at that time, I typically started ICAD while traveling. So I wasn't sure. So in the days leading up to it, I drew teddies a number of times, more than two to three, just to see how I thought it might work out. Could I do this? And did I want to do this? The year I did ballpoint, I definitely did some tests to see how ballpoint would work on index card. And just this week, I did something uh, not on index card, but in my journal, which was related to one of my possible plans. As a result, I decided that isn't really what I want to do. I did it. I did it well enough. It looks okay, but it kind of left me, yeah, it didn't have the feeling I was after. Didn't think that I really want to commit to it for 61 days. I just don't think it has enough impact to make me love it. And if I don't love it, I'm probably not going to stick with it. Even that simple test just in my journal showed me that while it's a good idea and something I might work into my journal, even as a series, even once a week or as a recurring thing, just not sure I want to do it for 61 days. And on index card, because index card is smaller. If you are someone who struggles with scale and size or likes to work at a bigger size, you have to take that into account. What I want to do might be perfect on an 11 by 14, but scaling that down to an index card, I just knew that it wasn't going to work the way it seems in my head. And just doing that one simple test kind of showed me that. So I think testing can be really important just to help you make sure that you like this idea. Six, gather materials you will use into one place. Doesn't matter if you have a desk or a dedicated space, or a corner of your dining table, or you work from your chair, the way I do. It's a good idea to get the materials you think you might use out and into one place. Not only does it let you see what you have, it might be a lot or it might not be a lot, it doesn't really matter. The series you plan might only require a pen or a pencil, 
or a dip pen and a bottle of ink, or a fountain pen and a selected ink. It doesn't have to be complicated, but get whatever you think you're going to use and pull it out into one place, including your index cards. And that might be a shoebox that you put things in, it might be a plastic zipper baggie, it might be a tote bag. I've talked <laughs> several times about the little clipboard that I use that opens up to hold extra cards and extra paper. And that is almost always part of my iCAD. It was sort of an accidental thing one year when I was at my mother's, but it is super functional, has become super handy, and somehow is really tied to me with the whole process of iCAD. So it's a very basic office supply thing. It does have a little clip on the front, which I tend to use just for a scrap paper. I don't really clip my cards. I don't like them to get dented. But it's really handy. It's a handy surface. It's great size because the index card is smaller than it. And it has this little clip that opens up and you can throw your cards, your extra cards in there. You can keep completed cards in there until you put them away wherever you're going to store them. Super handy. I've talked a little bit more about this on the blog and linked through to the kind that I'm using because Amazon has some. You can see what I'm talking about if it doesn't make sense. Whatever it is you use to gather all your supplies will just make it easier for you to stick with it. If everything's in one place, then when you sit down, it's all there and you can get ready and do your art. You can make your art. And that can be at any time of the day. You will find what works best for you. It can be while you watch TV at night. That's what I do because that's after my work day. But some people do it first thing in the morning. You can do this at any time. And your cards, depending on what you choose to do, might take five to 10 minutes, or it might take you two hours. It really it depends. There's not a right or a wrong approach. It's what works best for your time and your schedule, the kind of art you want to make, and how much time you have and want to spend on it. If you have one of those little stand-up carts, those little rolly carts, they can be great for your craft supplies. If you're already using one, you might need to clean it up a little bit, take a look at it. If it's overflowing, has stuff spilling out all over the sides, then maybe you want to clean it up, sort it out, organize it, dedicate the top layer of it to your index card art supplies. Just for the two months even, it just will make it so nice and tidy for you to just be able to have it all in one place. And it will also allow you to, when you're done for the day, if you need to clean up, you can just move it all back into place. Fairly easy to shift in and out of your creative zone that way. So it is something to think about. Number seven, accept index cards for what they are. It's fine to buy the thicker ones. I do that too. That is why I always loved the tabbed cards. Now I use thicker ones that are not tabbed. So that's okay. And there are three by five and there are four by six. And those are both allowed in this challenge. You should use whichever size you like whichever works best for you. But make your peace with the fact that index cards are not something else. They are not watercolor paper. They may bleed. They may feather. They may not be as nice and thick as your journal. They may buckle. Using index cards is kind of the whole point of the challenge. It's called the index card a day challenge. It's not just the make art a day challenge. So Make your peace with your cards. Don't, don't, don't gamify the system and cut your own out of really fancy 
really awesome paper. That's kind of not the point. Of course you can do that. But why? Make your peace with the fact that index cards are index cards. If you want to do this challenge, you know that it involves index cards. Don't get too upset when things don't go exactly the way that you might expect from really heavyweight or really expensive paper when you do it on an index card. I try and make a plan that I know will work on index card. And that's partly why I test. But whatever you will do, just make your peace with the reality that making art on office supplies might be different than the art you make in other places. You know that going in. Eight. This challenge runs June through July and is daily. And sometimes people get a day or two behind. Sometimes people make an extra card here or there. All of that is totally fine. But if you are really doing ICAD, then you're doing the 61-day challenge, which goes through June and July, and you probably will finish up somewhere near the end of it. Maybe a few days after it ends, but somewhere near the end of it. If you're doing the index card a day challenge, it is in June and July. Number nine, figure out an accountability system. If just tracking works for you, that's great. That's kind of me. It may be that posting a daily photo in the Facebook group or at Instagram or on your own blog helps keep you accountable to the project too. And that's a really good approach. I find posting really helpful wherever it is that you're most comfortable posting. Or maybe you are doing it with a friend and you buddy up and you share a picture each day and say, hey, I did it. And the other person sends one and says, hey, I did it too. And then you say, yay, we both did it. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Can be a little more finessed than that, but you do have to figure out how to do it. You know you and you know your friend and figure it out. And maybe it's somebody who's not doing it. That's okay too. Knowing that you need to send that photo each day provides easy and good accountability and can really be helpful for people. People do this with other kinds of systems, gratitude systems, all kinds of systems. Having an accountability partner can make a big difference and can be really nice. And if you have a good friend, it's just a nice thing to do. It can be just a good part of your friendship. So don't be afraid to ask for that kind of accountability. Ask a friend to help be this person for you during June and July even if that friend isn't doing the challenge. Your friend probably isn't going to mind if you say, hey, can I send you a picture of my daily art each day because I really want to do this thing and I need someone to help me stay on track. Your friend is probably going to say yes. If it's really your friend, I think your friend will say yes. So don't be afraid to ask. Some of us are really self-disciplined and work well to stay self-accountable, but the community aspect of the challenge is really helpful for a lot of people, not only will you want to keep up with the group as you see the group cards coming in, but the support and the encouragement from the community that you will get in response to your cards can really help motivate you and keep you working day to day. So even if you tend to be a loner, don't overlook the value or the potential of community. And if you don't have a friend to ask, someone that you can buddy up with, a larger community can give you a place to fit in and might also help you make some of those connections that you need or want. Number 10, don't be afraid to experiment and have fun. The challenge should be a fun way to make art and keep you excited about making art for 61 days. 
set yourself up to enjoy the process. You might be working in a way that you hope to gain certain skills or that you're trying to practice something, you're trying to improve certain skills, and that's great. You will definitely improve over 61 days. Definitely. But, you know, stay loose. Don't turn your card making into a chore or something that you feel like you're being graded or it feels like you've gone to school. It's supposed to be fun. Whether it's five minutes or 10 or 30 or an hour, it should be fun. Something that you enjoy doing. If you find an approach to making cards that you really enjoy, I think you get the most out of the whole experience and the whole process. But stay open to change. Even if you start a series, don't be afraid to ditch it. It's okay to switch gears, to decide that you don't like what you started and go with something else. That's totally okay. Remember, it is a community art challenge. Do it because you enjoy making daily art or you want to make this new habit or you want to reclaim this part of your life and have fun. Make it the way you want it to be in terms of the art you want to make. You are not locked into anything other than the index card. So find a way that you'll really enjoy it and let yourself enjoy it. Let yourself enjoy it. If you do want to work in a series, I have a list of 50 suggestions on the blog that you might want to look at. And those can work, as I said before, in all kinds of circumstances, but they can also work for something like the Index Card a Day Challenge. Series can take all kinds of shapes and forms. And sometimes you decide on a series and it doesn't have lasting power. You get tired of it or bored by it, or it doesn't work somehow or doesn't fit, or you just don't like how they're turning out, doesn't fit your time or your schedule or your energy. Maybe it's more complicated than you anticipated. Maybe you just don't like it. You're not feeling it. And that's okay. You can stop at any point. You're not ever locked into a series. Just because you start a series doesn't mean you have to do 61 days. There is no shame in saying, it is just not working. I'm going to do something else. It's way better to switch gears and push forward and go ahead and finish the whole challenge than to say, oh, well, my series didn't go the way I thought it would, so I'm done. Let yourself respond to whatever's happening. Go ahead and change or shift or shake it up or change it up, however you need to. You might even think of working in series in smaller chunks, mini-series. You could do week-long series, so something for seven days and something for the next seven days. You might think of two different series for the months, one for June and one for July. To see the full list, again, there are 50, and you'll say, well, there are really 51. There are but we're going to say there are 50. There are 50. So visit the show notes and you can link through to that post on the Creativity Matters podcast blog. But here are 10 of them, 10 random ones from the full list, just to give you some ideas to get you thinking. And I'm just going to tell you the numbers. So this is where they appear in the list. And it's a randomly sorted list. These are not in order of what I think is best or anything like that. Number two, Add a collage element to the surface of every card, like torn paper, torn maps, or other paper bits. I've done this with paper and paint swatches, and I've also used fabric. Number six, make a series of maps. Number seven, plan a series of drawings on a theme, like flowers, coffee cups, or office supplies. Number 10, do daily paintings of your window view, or the sunrise, or the house across the street. Number 11, go to a cafe or a coffee shop if they are open where you are 
and draw something you see that day. So you'll be practicing urban sketching. Number 12, use your cards as mini nature journals and head outdoors to sketch, diagram, annotate what you see. You'll be practicing your nature journaling skills, your nature drawing. 14, dig out old family photos and draw one each day. 21, illustrate favorite quotes or letter them. 24, draw your pets and your friends' pets and your family members' pets. 25, draw bowls of fruit and fruit in varying positions. You can learn a lot from fruit. 29, draw your children's toys. 35, record the covers of favorite books or favorite albums. 36, have a conversation with the universe. 44, draw your dinner every day or your morning meal. 46, draw the various bags and containers in your house. Book bags, purses, totes, pencil jars, etc. So that was more than 10, but less than the 50 you will find in the full post. You will have lots of ideas on your own, all kinds of ideas, and your ideas might be more abstract than anything I've listed. You might want to explore pink circles for 61 days, or striped squares, or polka dots, or compositions that involve a rectangle and a circle, or found poetry with everyone found from X page in a book. All kinds of ways you can do it to give yourself this really fun and interesting and engaging structure this rubric that you're going to use to contain your series. There's so many ways to contextualize a series. And the beauty of a series is that one might be cool or interesting or fun to do. But when you look at three together, something else happens. And then you've got three and they look so cool together. And when you see 10 together, oh, it's really, really getting magical. And they look even more different and even more exciting. And then you've got 20 and then 30 and then 60 You've got this whole thing. You've created this little microcosm, this little universe of art that somehow all goes together and it's all you. It's not everyone is different. They all go together in some way that makes them hold together. And I find that exciting and invigorating and powerful and a really good way to focus your art making. So the beauty in the series is really that overall view the big picture, as well as the fact that the individual bits, the day-to-day, are beautiful in and of themselves. So those are some of my thoughts on pre-ICAD thinking, which I encourage you to do. Again, it is not my challenge. This is not a sponsored podcast in any way. The challenge is run by Tammy at Daisy Yellow. She has sign-up options on her website and much more information about how to access the elements that she offers to support ICAD. All of that information is on her site. I just have a lot to say from the podcast perspective about doing challenges in general, about making daily art, making daily art that fits into my life and helps me balance my world for all these years, and working in series. And I have only come to understand working in series by doing it in so many ways through so many years. And again, it's not for everyone, but if you're curious about knowing more about series, hopefully this helped. I encourage you to consider it. Think about it. Give it a try. I encourage you to buddy up. (laughs) Find an accountability partner. Find someone who's willing to look at your art every day. Buddying up can be really helpful. If that's not your thing, not possible, you don't know anybody, definitely also the community aspect at Facebook or Instagram can be really, really supportive and encouraging and nurturing. 
and definitely consider tracking. Take a look at my videos on Notion, on the ICAD video once I post it for using Notion, and think about how you can best help yourself succeed. Part of what happens in a really long challenge is that you do have to help yourself succeed because it will feel long at certain points. There will be points where your energy wanes or you feel a little tired or you feel like maybe nobody gets it or like you stand out like a sore thumb in a crowd of whatever. You have to plan and be proactive to keep pushing through a challenge, especially a long challenge. I would say ICAD is a midway length challenge. You got 7, 14, 30. Those are obviously much shorter. 61, it's a good size chunk of a challenge. So you want to think through how you're going to sustain your involvement and your excitement. Because as you do, you're going to be building skills and you're going to like more and more of what you do. And some of what you do, you might not like, and that's okay too. We never like every single card we make. But think through what it takes for you. What kind of a personality are you? Do you just need to check it off on a little piece of paper? Do you not need to do anything? You just say, okay, I'm going to do it. And every day you do it. A lot of people actually are like that. Or maybe you really need someone to be able to give you feedback. Someone to say, that's super cool. Or I like that. Or wow, that's neat how you did that. Figure out what it takes for you really a part of it that can't be underestimated. Because if you don't understand that you're going to need some kind of accountability, it may be a little harder to make it through. No matter what you start, what you decide to do, what approach you take, be positive. Be positive. Do it because you enjoy it and because you love it and because you want this to be a part of your life. But be positive. Keep your self-criticism tampered down. Be positive. Say, hey, I made this today. Not, oh, look, I made this really awful thing today. Be positive. Hey, I made this today. That is important and is a success. And if you're in the right space with the right people, you'll get some really powerful and positive and encouraging feedback too. So be positive. Practice saying good things about your work. Don't put yourself down in talking about your work. Stay positive. Make that a goal. So I hope you will consider ICAD. I hope that it is a challenge that sounds fun to you. If you're on the fence about doing it this year, do it again. Do it with me. I might could use some accountability. I might could use someone every once in a while that says, hey, good job. And you might need that too. Consider it. What else do you have going on for June and July? Yeah, the world is getting back to normal in some places. June and July is a great way to do art. Index card a day challenge is a good way to focus. Go ahead, take advantage of this nice community that happens, this nice, nice and fun, flexible and friendly and really beautiful because so many people create amazing and inspiring works for Index Card a Day. Let me know what you decide. I am the art. The art is me. And that is it for episode 445. I obviously had a lot to say, both general tips and just ways to think about doing it and things you don't want to forget to do. And there are probably lots more. And then a few tips on series, because like I said, really, there's a gigantic blog post about series and about the things I was thinking about. And I will put out the Notion video about using Notion to track a series or a challenge like I had. I also have a video that I'll be posting that shows some of my cards from hmm, several years, 
I actually couldn't find one set. I'm very, very confused about where they are. But I do have a bunch of them and thought I would just do it's sort of like a flip through. But before I ever get to a flip through of these journals that I keep wanting to do, I thought I might just show some of these index cards and show some of the ways I have worked in series. So that will be coming too. Please do subscribe at YouTube. The channel is Oh Amy, Oh Amy, Creativity Matters Podcast. You should be able to find it with Oh Amy, Oh Amy. So I'm Amy. Thank you for listening all the way through. You can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The show notes are on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidlis. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. Thank you to those of you who support the show in any way, especially through Patreon or Ko-fi or things like the Amazon wishlist. I really appreciate your support. It helps me be able to do this show. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Have a great week, everyone.